the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA, Thursday afternoon. The phone number, 547-1610. You can reach us by email, 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610 and on Parlor the bottom line 610. Robin Ed hanging with you, and want to give you a programming note real quick. 7 o'clock tonight, uh, we will bring you live coverage of the gubernatorial primary debate uh, that is happening on the west side this evening. Four of the top, or I should say the top four uh, Republican challengers vying for a spot against Governor Inslee in the general election. Uh, we'll debate tonight. That will be Lauren Culp, Tim Iman. Josh Freed and Phil Fortunato, and we will bring that to you tonight, beginning at 7 o'clock live. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. It will be commercial free as well. So it will be a two hour debate this evening here on News Radio 610 KONA for the gubernatorial primary. Um, so over the last couple of days, uh, the rename Lee Boulevard thing has, has come back. I. Uh, you know, it was, I think, a year ago, and then it gained a little bit more steam recently. And, you know, whatever your thoughts are on it or your thoughts are on it, I have mine. Ed, I'm sure, has his. You have yours, which we'd like to hear at 547-1610. But I guess the real question that I've got is, is renaming Lee Boulevard going to change how people behave, or is it going to help some people sleep better at night? I mean, truly, is it going to change the way anybody behaves? If If are all the things that we're seeing, um, renaming Aunt Jemima, renaming Uncle Ben's, renaming all this other stuff, removing all these other things. Is this going to change how people behave? Or is it just going to make it so that people don't point out their products? Uh, some other people feel they can sleep better at night. We're going to stand on a higher moral ground. We're going to put this forward and say, yeah, go team and Black Lives Matter. But is it going to change how people behave? Because that's really the crux of it, is the behavior. I would say that... Uh... For those that believe that there is unabashed racism running rampant through this country, that it's systemic, right? We've heard that term quite a bit, that it's embedded in our system. Then getting rid of images like Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, Rice, statues, you know, street signs... If you if you subscribe to that theory, then I think that uh, or or that I guess movement I guess that there is systemic racism going on in this country. Then those things chip away at that. If you don't believe that there is systemic racism running throughout this country at every corner, then this is a nuisance. If if nothing else, in the grand scheme of things. Honestly, does it matter to most people about the Aunt Jemima bottle of syrup or the Uncle Ben's rice? Um, Does it matter is the question that you have to ask yourself. 
look, we go through this every once in a while where we as a society or a, a segment of the society calls for changes to be made. And some things are changed. I mean, we've already seen, you know, some Confederate statues come down and and a few things go here and there. At some point, life is going to return to normal, both uh, with the demonstrations and with COVID-19. And, you know, will we be in a better place by doing the actions that we've done as a society, removing statues, changing street names? I don't know. You know, I just, I guess my, my thought has always been, Rob, that whenever you elevate a human to the level of having a statue, having a street named after them, him or her, um, rise, you know, rising them up to a level that's just a little bit better than all of us, then you run the risk of having to tear down that at some point because... I hate to break this to people. Humans are not perfect. Really? Humans are not perfect. And somewhere, somewhere down the line, it's going to be discovered that somebody did something bad or not in line with the current way of thinking way back when that they're going to want to remove the, that person's image, statue, painting, street sign, whatever. It's inevitable because we're not perfect. So the more we continue to prop humans up to that level, I think the more we're going to be disappointed and end up undoing that propping up at some point. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Here on the bottom line, if you'd like to join the conversation, and not all, not all character flaws are the same. Let's be fair. Um, you can, you can certainly have some questionable things in your closet, but. If you're an avowed racist, that that's kind of a that's kind of a flaw that's pretty major. Versus, say, um, you know, maybe you did you had an indiscretion in your youth, or you know, while while certainly getting a DUI is not something anybody's proud of, it doesn't rise to the level of racism. You know, there are a lot of people that make mistakes, but then there are things that are behaviors that are beyond just what you would call a flaw. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Name's Jim, calling from Benton City. What's on your mind, Jim? I kind of think it's not going to make much difference. We might feel a little better, but where do you draw the line? There's the names that offend people in all different ways, and if you start on one thing, where do you draw the line? Where do you end? You know, do you, do you change George Washington Way? Do you do all you know? And so uh, that's just my thoughts. Appreciate the call. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? That's Bert Prosser. Hi, Bert. What's going on? How much? Uh, 
I haven't gotten to listen to you guys in a while, so I haven't really gotten to catch up with everything you guys have been talking about. But uh, my take on it is is that racism's not going to go away when they keep keeping everybody divided by giving race of every crime that's committed all the time. Nobody's treated like an American. They always have to give the race. A white guy did this to a black guy. A black guy did this to a Mexican guy. It's, it, you know, they're, they're never going to just say just what happened. It's the story. Just one guy attacked another guy. You know, he was wrong doing so. Well, it's, it's getting to the point where you, you can't ever feel, you can't feel comfortable in your own skin now as a white guy, as a black guy, or as a Mexican, because now you're going to offend everybody just by being white or by being black or by being Mexican. You know, they're dividing us. The, the media is constantly dividing us, and it's, it's a real nuisance. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. It's not just the media, like the traditional media, the the social media, which is made up of, yes, the the regular media, but more so individuals. I mean, have you looked at comment sections for, for pretty much any story that's turned into a race issue, a political issue? I mean, everything is so toxic right now, and... You know, whether that's the, the, the fault of the mainstream media or they're playing off of it, you know, it's chicken or the egg story. I want to pass this along before we go to break, and it is uh, germane to our conversation. The King County Board of Health has unanimously voted short time ago to declare racism a public health crisis. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You can email us too by going to the website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line six ten. Now back to the show presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number to get involved. Thanks to this caller for their patience through the break. You're up. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mike, and from Redstone. I got a quick question for you. You're talking about King County, the Council of Advisors, so saying that racism is a health issue. If you read Randy Shaw, Generation Priced Out, and you look at Gentrification, you go ahead and look at it. Levin Holmes started on the East Coast with a man named Levin. He was a real estate agent. If somebody that's black considers a racial issue here in the Tri-City area or maybe in the Agua Valley, you might do that with a racial issue with those that are Hispanic, maybe even Native American. Look at what's behind that before you jump on maybe uh, the chief of police and uh Jennifer Durkin. Here, of course, you're going to have to go ahead and look at, like I say, Randy Shaw. He's a gay rights activist in San Francisco and been one since maybe the 1970s. Find out what's behind it. That's all I'm suggesting. Thanks for the call. Interesting you bring up Mr. Levitt as I grew up in one of those communities. Yeah. Levittown, Pennsylvania. So I'm very familiar with, with, with William Levitt. What he built and uh, 
much of the history involved in in that situation. But one of the things that we that we want to make sure we mention as we have this discussion is that there are a block of streets in Richland that are named after the original members of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And that is why Robert E. Lee's name is part of that block, is because he was one of the original members of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Um, So, hence the reason why it's there and why it was done when it was done, because it was done to, to honor all of them. Now, if you do go and you look at Robert E. Lee's history and the history of a number of those early members, they don't have any ties to Washington State. It was just because the Army Corps of Engineers was so instrumental in the dam system and, and you know, helping manage the, the rivers that they decided to name those streets after the original members of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So, hence the reason. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, this is Sean from Richland, driving back home from Hermiston. What's up, Sean? Uh, Bar- Born and raised in Richland, and one of the things that really gets me is every every few years this pops up about renaming Lee Boulevard, uh, and it's they usually do some type of poll, and most people in Richland don't want it. And um, the history you were just giving is a large part of it. A lot of them don't even know what the history of Richland is, uh, you know, with uh, not only the building of Hanford, but honoring some of the military members from the Corps of Engineers. But Sean, it's racist. But Sean, it's racist. Oh, everything's racist. You know, I'm half Irish, and uh, should I go through and be upset because the English tried to go and uh, kill the Irish people? Well, not just that. How about the way the Irish were treated in the United States? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were uh, treated very badly when they came over here and built the railroad, what was the uh, backbone of our nation. You should you you should sue to own the railroad, then. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not that way, and I don't really <laughs> like when others are. <laughs> hey, have a good day, guys. Thanks. You as well, and that was all tongue-in-cheek, by the way. Uh, 547-1610, you're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? HVAC, boiling on a roof today, brothers. Man, it is a warm one, man. It is. Not quite there yet, but uh, so I uh, just wanted to say that I, I think Inslee's a liar, as we already know, but because you guys all realize that 99% of uh, Washingtonians agree with his science. My only question is, is when he talks and he just keeps bringing up the science, well, my science, well, what is the science? It doesn't seem to show anybody. It's a little frustrating that he can keep saying my science, but nobody knows what my science is. And then uh, my second thing is I didn't get to listen to the uh, health department lady yesterday. And so I know there was a discussion about a little bit about the, uh, from the commissioner saying that, you know, we're good with the numbers that are coming through. We understand what's coming through, but we don't know how many tests it took to get to 88, you know, 88 convict or, you know, people down with the COVID. Like, was there anything that was brought up in that during, uh, during your guys' conversation with the, uh, with that lady, with the, uh, Ben Franklin health district. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, appreciate the call. You know, uh, I don't know if that specifically, uh, your question, but um, basically, here's where things stand: is you know the the county commissioners, uh, you know, voted in their respective commission meetings to move forward with this application. The health district provided the data, and you know it's their job to provide the data. 
The problem is what we're finding out because the state health department has put the applications on hold for both counties is that for lack of a better term, the the data is incomplete. And, and I, I don't mean that in a nefarious way or anything like that. What I mean is we don't know how widespread the virus is in our area. We just don't know. And why don't we know? Well, there's a number of reasons. We haven't been getting enough testing supplies for a long time. For a long time, for several months, we were only able to test people who had signs and were sick. And obviously, a high percentage of those people came back positive. Some did not. Some came back negative. But we have not tested a whole ton of people. Well, now we have more testing supplies coming from the state. We have the National Guard that we've, uh, the Washington National Guard that we've mentioned. Uh, you know, and now we've got the free testing, you know, for the foreseeable future in, in both Benton and Franklin counties. And that is going to yield a few things. Number one, it's going to up our testing numbers. The n- amount of tests will jump dramatically over the next few weeks than what they were previously. Yes, we are going to find more positive cases, but the hope is we'll find a lot of negative ones, too, to drive down that ratio. So the numbers are not in our favor right now, but the health district, and they've done this with other counties, they didn't want to, or the uh, state health department, they don't want to deny people. They would rather put a pause on something, say, hey, can you work on A, B, and C, and then let's talk again, and More often than not, that leads to something, a modified phase one or a phase two. We've seen it in other counties. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Joe coming back from Long Creek, Oregon. Hi, Joe. What's up? So two things. First of all, thank you for the stimulus check. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. And secondly, this thing about Lee Boulevard over there, this lady I heard this morning talking about how much of a traitor Robert E. Lee was, she obviously doesn't know her history at all because to call Robert E. Lee a traitor would be to call the Black Lives Movement a farce. Robert E. Lee only joined the Confederate Army after and was trained through West Point, only tra- joined the Confederate Army so he could protect his home. In Virginia, he didn't want to see his home destroyed. That is why he joined the Confederate Army. It had nothing to do with anything else. He just didn't want his home in Virginia to be destroyed, and it had nothing to do with whether he believed in the Confederate cause or anything. Which he did believe in part of it, but not the whole thing. And so, to say he's a traitor, this woman really needs to go back and look at history. Robert E. Lee was probably one of the best generals that this country produced and one of the greatest men we've produced in that whole century. Appreciate the call, Joe. One of the things to keep in mind real quick when you were talking about our conversation with Kathleen Clary Cook from the Benton Franklin Health District, one thing she mentioned that opened both of our eyes is there are about 84,000 tests out there that have not been classified into any county category by the State Department of Health. And 84,000 Regardless, I mean, you could figure however many counties, it doesn't matter. A thousand is enough to determine whether a county moves into the next phase or not. And those are just sitting there. So there's a lot here. And, of course, 
The head of the snake is Jay Inslee. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line is Radio 610-KONA. Well, it is definitely getting warmer out there, and you can feel it. Without question, it's only going to get warmer from here. And if you think your roof is at the point in time that it may need to be replaced... Call the guys at RoofMax, and you may find out that a simple application from RoofMax may give you another 5, 10, or 15 years on top of what you already have left on your roof. Now, look, give them a call today or go to their website and find out how the state-of-the-art application developed at Patel Laboratories and Ohio State University can give you that additional time, and it's 15 to 20% the cost of a new roof. So it's starting to heat up. You know your roof's going to take a beating from the summer sun, and then when we turn into the wintertime, it'll take a beating from the cold. Contact RoofMax today to get that extra protection on your roof. They'll give you a free quote, a free estimate, and if there's any shingles that need to be replaced or small work that needs to be done, they can do that for you as well before they put the application down. Contact RoofMax today. You will be thrilled that you did. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. This is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Well, I'm going to give some of this right back at you. Um, wasn't uh, Martin Luther King, didn't he get caught paying uh, prostitutes for the night? I don't know. Well, I, I believe there's a book that uh, that uh, registers that. But So if, if Martin Luther King was paying a pimp for a woman for the night, wouldn't that be slavery? Uh, I don't know. I think it's know. prostitution. Yeah, I think that would be prostitution more so than slavery, which, you know, I, is, is I a crime in and of itself. But I appreciate the call. I get, I get the caller's point, and that goes back to what I said off the top. Anytime we uh, memorialize individual human people, you're going to find things at some point that some people don't like. Nobody's perfect. So... I don't know if that's true or not. Can I can I just parenthetically statement a parenthetical statement here before I uh, take this next call, if sure. I may? This actually, I don't want to get off on that topic, but I've been thinking a lot uh, in the last day or so uh, with all this talk about John Bolton's book coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, the thing that struck me, and, and I just always go back to it. And our last caller mentioned that he read this in a book. We do have fiction books, right? You know, just because it's, it shows up in a book doesn't mean it's true. Especially, you know, okay, before people say, well, what about the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, you know, all that of religious books. Okay, fine. Uh, well. Whatever, okay? But anything that is, is it's a written. a different road. I don't want to go down that road. But he just, he, he, he got me going on this whole, it was in a book thing. And I, I just think that you can write a book however you want, mm-hmm. you know. And so just because it was in a book doesn't mean it's true. I just needed to say that. Get that off my chest. There's a couple things to remember about writing books. The dead can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're a public figure, anybody can say anything about you they want because you have very limited recourse because you're a public figure. 
particularly an elected one. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, this is Chris from Westland. What's up, Chris? Um, the way I'm looking at this is it seems to me like it's a slow wash of history. Anybody in their right mind, especially a veteran, knows you cannot get rid of the memory of Robert E. Lee. Where is Arlington Cemetery? Is that not Robert E. Lee's backyard? Yeah. Are they going to tear down that house? Good question. I don't think they'll tear it down. They might try to rename it. Another thing is we got to be awfully naive to think that all of our historical, I'll call them characters, are angels. Was Kennedy an angel? Certainly not. But he was sure hailed as, a, as an angel and a savior and and pretty much all that. Um, none of them are. None of them are saints. We don't expect them to be. That's our history. If we forget it, we wash it out, we're doomed to repeat it in a bad way. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Chris. I think we, I think we do expect them to be. I think we expect them to be um, these these perfect, or we, we, we want them to be. And then as we go through history, we make determinations on what we selectively want to have and what we don't have. Um, history is ugly. People are ugly. Um, as you mentioned earlier, people are not perfect. We are incredibly imperfect. Um, we all have good And we all have things that we've done that we wish we hadn't. And those are on different levels. Um, You know, we don't. The problem that we come in is that we don't teach history very well anymore. And by erasing all of these things, what we're doing is we're making it nearly impossible for anybody to learn the warts as well as the positives. Because, again, if we're supposed to learn from history, we're supposed to learn from the bad as well as the good. And so you can't you can't whitewash everything negative that has ever happened in this country because then what do you have to point to as a lesson or an example in what not to do? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? No, that's Rick. What's up, Rick? Uh, Well, you know, I've been listening to this and renaming streets, tearing down statues. Um, This all started probably in the early 80s just because history was not taught. You need to get back to civics and history and teach it in the schools as it happened and the way it was. And it has not been portrayed that way to the younger folks, that the two or three generations, and now they're becoming adults, so everything offends them. But, you know, they have never, they've always had the golden spoon and have never had to go through the hardships that the people in the old days went through. And that's what I have to say about that. Thanks for the call, Rick. Yeah, appreciate that, Rick. I, you know, and I'll build off that. I, I don't know if I would go back to the '80s necessarily because that, you know, I'm dating myself. That that's 
you know the the prime time of my upbringing. Right. Um, yours too. And I had history class. I, yeah. You know, I, I but I, I get where Rick is coming from, and I and I think there's something to it. And you mentioned it too. I did a little research and went back, and starting in the late, you know, mid to late '90s, uh, we started to see some defunding of schools. Uh, school districts were losing money. Uh, local and state. Uh, allocations were starting to go down across the country. Some places were were worse off than others, obviously. It all kind of came to a head during the recession that lasted from 2008 to 2012, where just about everything educational-wise was cut. And I, you know, this is not a, a conspiracy theory of mine. I I tend to believe that those cuts to education, which included just about everything except the core things of English, math, well, English and math, yeah. you know, maybe writing, you know, a little bit in there too. What got taken away? You got things like extracurricular activities, the music, the things like that, the enrichments. PE was cut. So we have a bunch of people that are fat and lazy now. Uh, so you also they don't know history. That don't, well, and that's the other thing is another subject. It wasn't among the first cuts. It was the secondary cuts was, in fact, history. It was being taught less and less in the schools in the 2000s, maybe late 1990s, but 2000s. And I, I happen to believe that that is part of not the reason, but part of the equation, what we're seeing today, because we absolutely are doomed to repeat history if we don't learn from it or learn it for one and take it to heart so we don't repeat it. But we are repeating it. In fact, we've got a whole new set of things uh, associated with this, you know, as far as political things, you know, socialism and, uh, you know, it, it, the, the race issue is all it's all coming back. And it's, I think having to do at least partly to education cuts 10, 20 years ago. We're up, you're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's HVAC again. I just wanted to say something on the, uh, the gentleman and the history thing. Like, I'm in the 80s. I was born in the 80s, early 80s. I'm an 80s baby. Went to school in the 90s. I don't know about schools down here or in bigger cities. Again, I'm not from here. I'm from a town where it took two towns to make 22 kids in my graduating class. But mind you, every single child, every single kid, still to this day that goes through that high school, is taught history and civics and all that stuff that goes through that small little high school. Not to say that it isn't, but maybe it's a bigger school issue thing. Maybe it's bigger cities where there's more people complaining, whining. I don't know. Just as a thought, I was just thinking that, you know, I mean, in that scheme of things, you can't just say all these kids from the 80s or 80s kids 20 years ago. Like, I, I can name... 13 different schools from the area that I'm from. They're all small, but all the kids are taught everything that you're supposed to be taught in school. I can't find a single child or person my age, mind you, or younger that's graduated from those small schools that thinks the way that anybody thinks on the left side at all. I haven't found one in any big and small schools. Let's call them just the rural schools in Washington, your B schools, let's say, haven't hardly found a single person that thinks that way that comes from those small communities. Now, mind you, I think it has something to do, yeah, with teaching and everything like that. But I think it's 
more of a bigger city, bigger town issue than, so to speak, a small town issue. I don't know, just the thought. And, yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, plenty of kids are taught that. You know, in the last 20 years, I'm one of them. You know, my, my kids learn it from me, so... Anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for the great. call. Yeah, appreciate it. it. It could very. I mean, like I said, it wasn't like across the nation in every spot, <clears throat> but you you did see it in many places across the country yep. where education cuts and those cuts were to things that are are kind of rearing their head today as those kids um, are are older adults. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Jim from Richland. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Hey, so since we're talking about history, I was uh, there's one connection that I think has been so overlooked recently, and that's uh, basically the which which political party was responsible for the Trail of Tears, the Confederacy, slavery, Jim Crow laws, the KKK, eugenics, and abortion we see today, and uh, uh, Jim Crow laws and segregation. Does it begin with a D? It, it does, <laughs> and what's our and and it's funny because you see a lot of protesters that obviously align with the Democratic Party, but they, yeah, and and nobody sees the irony in that. But and if you don't see the irony in that, that that shows that you don't know history. But it would be the same as if, uh, like a Nazi today, we're 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 trying to be anti, we're trying to speak out against anti-Semitism, you know, when it, it it's just it's crazy that that. That they they call to to remove, you know Robert E Lee Boulevard, but but because it, it has a, a you know historic connotation with with slavery, but they want but they still align with the Democratic Party, and it's just super crazy to me. Let me. I'll take it a step further after we go to the next call because it's awfully interesting how quiet the same people are when it comes to these. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K one A. Your name? Where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Mary? Um, well, I was a high school teacher for quite a while, and they it is a strict requirement that you have a civics class and a U.S. history class to graduate. But it's the way that teachers teach the subject. It's not that they are, are the subject's not presented. I there was a liberal the school I had had a liberal teacher for U.S. history, and, and I taught. I taught special education resource rooms, so kids were bringing their stuff to, to my class, and I gave them the other point of view. So I, it's, it's not that it's not taught, it's how it's taught, and, and what, what's being emphasized and not emphasized. And that makes total sense, Mary. Thanks for the call. Um, it's interesting, because we want to rename Lee Boulevard and, and take down statues, but how many millions of people did Vladimir Lenin starve in Russia? Millions. But that's art. That statue in Fremont is is art. It doesn't have to come down. Uh, Robert Byrd's got a statue in the Capitol Hill Rotunda. He was a grand cyclops in the Ku Ku Klux Klan. That's still standing. Nobody's nobody's crying about taking that down. The, the problem that sits with me is it's selective. It is completely selective. So if you're going to have a problem with Lee Boulevard, have a problem with the Lenin statue on the west side. Have a problem with Robert Byrd's statue in the rotunda. Do a clean sweep. Do do an absolute sweep, 100%. But it's selective because it's to fit an agenda, not for any other reason. 
You're just jealous because you don't have a statue. I don't want one. I don't want one. It'd probably get graffitied. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Welcome back to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610 is the phone number if you would like to join us. You can also hit us up via email, 610KONA.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say on Twitter at Bottom Line 610 and at Parlor, the Bottom Line 610. James in Kennewick sent us an email. The same people who want to change street names and take down statues run around in Che Guevara shirts, who was a murderer and put people in work camps, a.k.a. death camps. Just remember, no one is perfect and we can learn from history, but we tear it down. How can we learn from our mistakes? Um, you know, there's another thing, too, that, that you know people touch on at certain points in time. Um but um, they they forget certain other things. Like for example, um, we've got the dime. <clears throat> the dime, like ten cents. Yes. Who's on it? I don't know. Is there even money anymore? I haven't used well, cash is, for months. Is. I didn't. I thought they just abolished money. You you, you remember who's on the dime? Uh, Washington, right? No, Washington is on the dollar. No, I know that, but who's on the dime? Thomas Frank, Jefferson, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, on the sure. See, I don't. I, I hate <laughs> FDR. I almost said I hate change, which is uh, a double entendre. It is FDR is on the dime. Okay. Would you say that FDR was a racist? He I interred Japanese Americans. Oh. He interred citizens of this country of Japanese descent That's during right. World War II. Sure did. Now, those on the left would say he did it for national security. Ah. But other people look at it and go, yeah, that was a pretty racist thing to do because you just took people that for no reason whatsoever, other than their ethnicity, you put them in camps. You put them in camps. Yeah. You took them out of their homes and put them in camps. He's on the dime. Do we take him off the dime? Do we rename the FDR Memorial? In Washington, D.C.? Do we rename the Roosevelt Room in the White House? These are all things that are f- up for fair discussion as well. And, you know, one of those camps was here in the Northwest. It was. These are all things that are up for fair discussion, too. But no, no, no don't get that one. We we don't get there. We don't, we don't go in that direction at all, do we? You're up. No, we do. You're up at the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? You got 30 seconds. What's up? This is Tom. Kennewick. What's up, Tom? Renamed, uh, Lee Boulevard, uh, Bruce Lee Boulevard. You don't have to change the street signs, and everybody's happy. I'm good with that. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. So, so we'll just start calling it Bruce Lee Boulevard. I, I can get down with that. Hmm. Bruce Lee's got ties to the Pacific Northwest. Yes, he does. Seattle. Yeah. Pretty significant ties. Yeah. I can do that. I'm all right. See? Who See, works? but you know what? Somebody somewhere will have a problem with that. It, the the new that's plaque. The, that's the, the whole thing. The new plaque might look out of place a little bit, but you know, it's... look, we can go back in in history and find people that have done amazing things for this country, this state, this community, who also may not have been great people. You can find those. I mean, throw a rock, you'll hit one. I mean, Absolutely. they're everywhere. They're everywhere, and that's why. As we close this hour, I go back to the beginning of this hour. Don't put up statues of humans. You'll be disappointed. Hour number two next.